the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. The text for our meditation this morning are the words that were read for you earlier from our epistle reading. During the last week, it's been rather difficult to not hear about different ways to buy things. Think about Friday, right? Black Friday. Many opportunities for you to be able to buy things on discount. Yesterday was Small Store Saturday. Encouraged to buy things locally from the small stores. And of course, <laughs> tomorrow it's Cyber Monday, right? I mean, I'm sure you're just sitting there waiting, looking forward to those sales for you to be able to make those purchases. And of course, our businesses need our business. They want us to support them. So as you're sitting here today, are you thinking about what you want to buy? And then other times we get distracted also this past Friday. If you paid attention to the news, over in London there were stabbings and killings by terrorists. And then shortly afterwards we hear in The Hague there's some stabbings of some teenagers. And there's so many other things that are going on in this world, so many different things to distract us. So that it's difficult for us, even as we gather together today, to think that God is here and he's got a purpose for us to be here. So I'd like to give you permission right now to take a deep breath. Take another one. Because I got good news for you. Happy new liturgical year. This is a new church year. God has brought you here at this place at this time so that you can focus on God. And God's word to take you out of that world, if you will, and for a brief time to be able to hear from God and to know that God truly loves you and he cares about you and he wants you to walk with him each and every day. This is the first Sunday in Advent. It's the beginning of a new church year. And the word Advent is a word that comes from the Latin. It's a word that comes from the word Adventus. It, it was a word that the people used to focus on the coming of a king or an important person. And so the word Advent actually means he's coming. And so during Advent, during this church year of Advent, the beginning of Advent, we oftentimes think, well, this is just the time that we prepare to celebrate Christmas. But really, it's part of Christmas. It's part of Epiphany. It's a bigger time period in our church year as we look at getting ready to celebrate Christ's coming. And as you think about celebrating Christ's coming, it's not just getting ready to celebrate Christmas. It's also getting ready to celebrate his second coming. When we hear in the Old Testament the phrase, the day of the Lord is coming, that's actually talking about Jesus' return. His second coming, when he will come 
to judge the living and the dead. And so as we are here today looking at our epistle reading, it helps us, in fact, to understand the implications for us as Christians. As we get ready for this dawn of the new creation that Jesus tells us he's going to usher in. Look again at what we heard from the Apostle Paul as God would have us understand. The night is far gone. The day is at hand. So then let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. In this text, the Apostle Paul wants us to contrast the nighttime. That's like what we're living in right now as we grasp between living in the old creation, that old nature that wants to sin, and this new creation, this new person that God has created us to be, to walk in the light. And so we struggle with the night and the day. But that night is far gone. The day when Christ returns will come back much sooner than many of us expect. And we think about what events that are described in our epistle reading that occur so often under the cover of darkness that do not want to be seen and discovered in the light. Well, Christians, you and I, are called by God to live as God would have us live, to live differently, to live as children of the light. Listen again to what we heard in our epistle reading earlier in verse 8. Owe no one anything except to unconditionally love each other. For the one who unconditionally loves another has fulfilled the law. And then Paul goes on to identify how we are to love our neighbors. We think of these as the commandments 4 through 10, especially, that focus on this horizontal level, these relationships that God has given to us, and how we can live with our neighbor, believers and non-believers. It's much easier to talk about than it is to do. And in our world, we see many people. Many people who would have us model our lives after them in a positive way. And yet, when they sin, we discover that they're not such good models. But are we any different? Because we too fall short and we too sin. But thankfully there are people in our world who really try hard, not that they ever claim to be perfect, but do well in being spokespeople in this counter-cultural life we seek to live. One of those people that 
has done well in being a spokesperson is Tim Tebow. So last Sunday, when I was able to represent our district at the Lutheran Church Extension Fund annual conference, which had the theme of initiating creativity, Tim Tebow spoke. And Tim Tebow is a man that is known by many as a wonderful example, a man who did a lot, was an excellent athlete, still is, in playing football, and now is playing baseball professionally. But he shared with us how he has been a Christian his entire life. He shared with us how his father is the best model of that Christian life that he has. He reads his Bible every day. He does things for other people who he knows will not be able to repay him. Well, Tim set up a foundation. And that foundation is an impressive foundation because what it seeks to do is to bring faith, hope, and love to those needing a brighter day in their darkest hour of need. To bring faith, hope, and love to those needing a brighter day in their darkest hour of need in many places around the globe. And he started this foundation because he knew that our God is bigger than most people think he is. He's able to do things that no one thinks is even possible. And yet Tim had many stories that he shared, and I'm not a, about to share all of those stories. You can go on YouTube and read, listen to a number of his uh, presentations. But one of the things that his foundation did, he was gathering with his people, and, and they decided, you know what, we need to come up with some non-negotiables. What are some things, what are the things that we believe in that we will not change, that will communicate to people, this is what we believe? And it was rather impressive and ties in with our epistle reading very well. These are their non-negotiables. Number one, we are believers in a God who is bigger than us. We are believers in people, and we are believers in change, he said. Number two, he said everyone matters. We don't play God. We serve God. No matter what you've done in the past, you're important to God. Number three, we're on a rescue mission. And a rescue mission has a timeline. We don't have time to waste, he said. Because most of all, Jesus came to rescue those who couldn't be rescued on their own. And that's you, and that's me, and that's our neighbors outside, that's our co-workers, our family members who are not yet believers, so many different people. We can't just say, I've got time. If you don't act, he said, no one else will. Number four, there's power when we come together. 
And we work with those who are great in knowing their culture. So he works with people in Mexico and Guatemala and all sorts of different places to reach these people so that they might have faith, hope, and love. And they might see a brighter day when they are living in their hour of deepest need. And last, don't forget. Don't forget those times in the past when you've been inspired to do something, but you waited. And you look back five, ten years later, and you realize you didn't act when you could. We're all on a rescue mission. Jesus has put us here for a purpose as brothers and sisters in Christ, to share the good news. And I encourage you to listen again to what the Apostle Paul wrote in our text. Because the Apostle Paul wrote in our text that this is the time. You know the time. And the word for time in the Greek is kairos. This is the time. This is the season that God has given to us. It's not the time on your clock. This is the season. This is the hour that God is calling you and me to change. And here's what he says. Wake up. Wake up! Do you need to splash cold water on your face? Do you need to do something different so that you can wake up? Jesus' second coming is closer than it was when you were first baptized, when that first splash of water was put on your head and God claimed you to be his own. Jesus is coming sooner than when that happened. And that's what Paul says in our text. Paul says, remember, we were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. Drown your sinful thoughts. Drown that darkness, those things that you want to live in, those things you want to do. Maybe you are caught in a trap right now of doing some of the things the Apostle Paul wrote in our text that you look at and you say, those are ugly things. Well, God says you can be different. It's not too late to change. Come to God and repent, and God is here to listen and forgive. And guess what? Did you notice how Paul talked about this armor of light? He talked about putting on the armor of light. When else do you hear of Paul talking about the armor that God has given to you? Do you remember in Ephesians chapter 6 what he says? Put on the armor of God. And what are the characteristics of this armor of God? Truth and righteousness and gospel of peace and faith and salvation. And you've got this word of God as the sword and pray always. The word of God is here for you and for me. That word of God cuts through all of the evil. And shows us the truth. Put away those things of evil. The devil and the world and our sinful flesh. That would 
encourage you to go away, to turn away from the truth and to live in this darkness rather than to live in the light. Tim Tebow said it's time for us to change. It's time for us to walk in the light. It's time for us to do what God encourages us to do. It's time for us to wake up, to put on this armor of light, to use the protection that God has given to us. And how can we do that? One of the ways during this Advent season, I encourage you to prayerfully consider doing if you are not already doing. I encourage you, pull out your tiding, from your tidings this white insert. It's a half It's a whole white piece that's folded together that says, Family Devotions This Advent Season. This particular midweek Advent series and Christmas, Pastor Dan and I are going to be talking about how we can, in fact, use these devotions on a daily basis. There's all sorts of different suggestions that are given for you to be in the Word of God. Every day to just take some time to be in the presence of God. Whether you are a single person, whether you are a family of 10, God wants you to spend time with him. And he's given you his word. There's tools for you to be able to listen to devotions. There's tools for you to spend time reading devotions. There are so many different options, but how blessed we are when we can spend time with our God. Because the world would rather distract us. The world would rather have you spend time buying things, listening to these advertising, focusing on all of these things that you want. Our world wants you to focus on all of the evil that experience we experience that we hear about of the stabbings and the murder and the terrorism so that you live in fear rather live with hope because our God is bigger and our God is present and he will be with you because that's his promise and if you are in doubt about how big our God is then spend time with our God and see how big he is, and trust in him. He called you to faith in the waters of baptism, and he comes today to strengthen you in your faith and your walk, that you may walk in the light with the armor of God and the armor of light. The time is now. Amen. The peace of God, which passes our human understanding, guard and protect us, in the Christian faith unto life everlasting. Amen.